0: Welcome to the Joannish Room. The news is live on the News channel and also on DSTV channel 421. My name is Mamie Sinyamiche Thompson. Coming up, three persons bent to death in a road crash near Bono Manso, a town on the Techiman Kintampo Highway in the Bono East region. One person has been killed in a reprisal attack in the Yondapameyile chieftaincy dispute with three houses torched. We have from our correspondent and the assemblyman for the area. Also National Coordinator of the Ghana Boundary Commission, Major General Emmanuel Kotia, edges Ghanaian and Ivorian residents living in the border community of Grand Bassam and Kotifa to do their part in securing the boundaries of the two countries by reporting any violations of the Western Maritime Boundary. Also, three persons are reported to have been to ashes in an accident Friday near Bono Manso, and we'll be back with details. I am Mamiesi Nyamiche Thompson. Now, to our first story three persons are reported to have been to ashes. In an accident Friday night in a Bono Manso, a town on the Techiman Kintempo Highway in the Bono East region, a speeding passenger bus heading towards Techiman from the Kintempo end is said to have caught fire soon after crashing head on with a trainer carrying alcoholic beverages and headed in the opposite direction. Correspondent Anasabi joins us on the line for more on this accident. Anas, if you can hear me, what's the latest you can report? And uh, we, we are yet to get to Anas. Um, as you can see on your screen, an accident scene and some persons injured uh, one person on the forehead. And you see his arms and legs in bandages, soiled in blood in a hospital facility. I uh, wouldn't know where yet. But this is an accident where three persons are reported to have been burned to ashes. And we have our correspondent, a correspondent, Anas a bit on the line with us now. And now, if you can hear me. I mean, we are looking currently at the, um, the injured persons on our screen. But what's the latest you can report on this particular accident? What we are gathering is that uh,
1: the number of persons involved in the accident, exceeds accident uh, 40. I mean, looking at around 45, 40, The accident now, we can confirm that three persons, how to the funds of And uh, we have some of them, you know, it's really by really the Family Hospital in the staff. This has have the Holy Family Hospital, uh, we see that the funds cannot be accounted for. Again, we will see the question different stage stage and because the information all
0: right, commands, um, We're grateful We your time here on people, um, four and I'm sure you'll be bringing us the latest on that. And you had Anas Sabit, our correspondent in the Bono East region. Now, one person has been killed in a reprisal attack in Yon-Dakwema, Yile chieftaincy dispute. Three houses have been torched, according to community members. There was a gun battle for an hour Saturday dawn in the community. The police intervened in restoring calm. But barely 48 hours, there has been renewed gun battle between the feuding factions. The two groups are fighting over the power to rule as chief of the area. Join us via phone right now is Northern Regional Correspondent Martina Bugri. Martina, what more do we know about this violence that has resulted in the death of one person?
2: So it started on Thursday, um, Thursday night, where there were gunshots in the community. At the end of the gunshots, two people were injured. And people in the community believe today's phone is a repressive attack of the other one that took place on Thursday. And we are told that at dawn, before dawn prayers, They they started firing gunshots in the community and that lasted to close to an hour before it stopped. And when they broke and they they were told that one person had died, they also touched some houses in the community. And community members who were in the community were calling out to relatives who are outside the area to seek help because they needed the security to be in the community.
0: So, as we speak, what is the current state of the community? Are there security officers on ground manning the situation? Or yes. what, can we, what can you report? Yes, we are
2: told that there is security presence as we speak now in the community. But the community members are hoping that they stay longer than what happened on Thursday.
0: Have there been any arrests of those who were engaged in this um, you know, gun battle? At the
2: time as
0: coming on, uh, they had not been any arrest yet from yeah. my sources. Right. We're grateful for your time here. Martina Bugri also joining us is the Assemblyman for the area, Abdul Wahab um, dauda If you can hear me, Mr. dauda we know of one death. What is the briefing you're getting on this matter, at least the preliminary investigation into this? Unfortunately, we do not have him on the line, but we will go to him for more information in subsequent bulletins. Now, government is assuring there will be no freeze on employment in the public sector despite a demand by the International Monetary Fund on government limits in wage increases, Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, says there were a couple of conditions that guaranteed approval of the deal, but a freeze on public sector employment was not one of them. He spoke on Newsfire.
3: The document and all the negotiations we have done, there is nowhere there is a statement that there is a freeze uh, in employment. We are not going to, to do that. But this is not also different from what we have been doing. Uh, for the past two years, uh, recruitment in the government side have focused on the security agencies and the teachers and then also uh, nurses, etc., uh, etc. Et and these are critical uh, institutions, and the job they do also very critical to our development efforts. And you know that. Uh, the, the recruitments are backed by financial clearance. That is when government uh, is able to finance uh, their wages, then the clearance is still given. And so that will continue as and when uh, uh, we are able to, to do that. But there's no uh, explicit uh, decision that uh, there will be a, 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 a freeze in, in, in employment. And so to the extent that we are able to manage this uh, uh, recruitment and also the the clearance, uh, we should be able to contain the the, the withdrawal. Also, if you uh, monitor over the last uh, few years, uh, recruitment into these sectors that I mentioned have been massive, have been unprecedented. Whether you are talking about the security agencies or you are talking about um, the health uh, health, uh, professionals and nurses and teachers, uh, more than 2 million people have been recruited into these areas. And and therefore, even if you are not able uh, to recruit uh, sooner, uh, you should have the members that will uh, be able to support these institutions and the development efforts of of our country.
0: But Member of Parliament for Yape Kusogu in the Savannah region, John Ginobo, insists there will be limited employment in the public sector.
4: reality is that
5: workers are going to struggle. Living conditions are going to be tough. And so let's not play around it and say it's the usual thing. It's not the usual thing. If you read the document very well, it's quantitative. Mm. It says 0.5% of GDP. So it's a target mm. that you ought to meet. Capital expenditure, 0.9%. Mm. It's providing around 0.9% yeah. of GDP of savings. Yeah. Um Rationalization, goods and services pending, 0.3% of GDP. Mm -hmm. So these are quantitative targets that the IMF will be measuring. And the statement goes further to say that when you do not meet it in the media review, you must take steps to reflect those variances in order to come back. So let nobody present it to us as if it's the normal way of doing things. And I've been hearing these two million jobs, two million jobs. I don't know what that means. I have the budget here. And the budget for me is the most authentic document for me. If you go to page 230, appendix 7, two, twenty twenty three, total government budget ceiling, staff strength 804,000, it's there. It is in the budget. It's not a political statement. And the budget is debated and adopted. This is what both sides of the house, the entire house, adopted. 804,000 total staff strength. I don't know where this 2 million is coming from. 2 million of what? Is it gross figures? Is it current employment? Is it what? The current total staff strength, the ceiling, that's the 2023 ceiling. Government says that even if it employs so much, it has to end at 804,000. So, look, let's not create this impression as if this IMF program is going to lessen so much of a burden. Rather, we have to take some tough, difficult decisions for the next three years. Mm-hmm. The question is how do we navigate this very difficult path? I think that should be the narrative, that should be the discussion.
0: However, economist with the University of Ghana, Dr. Priscilla Chumisi-Bafo, wants government to focus on employing key areas of the economy.
6: I think that this conditionality is is not new. It's always been under um, almost all our IMF programs. Um, The reason being that the wage bill takes a significant chunk of government resources. Mm. And so for that matter... Um, whenever um, we are able to control the rate of growth in the wage bill, then possibly some resources can be saved. Um, But for me, um, like you rightly said, most of the times um, exceptions need to be made, um, particularly in critical areas such as health and education, um, you would want to um, make exception to replace, for example, retiring labour um, to make sure that there are no um, deficits created in critical sectors, and I think that um, that is um, something that is done under. Um, usually most IMF programs but you would not find a wholesale employment into the security services and others when we are under a program because you need to contain the wage bill and you do that by um, either containing salaries that people are taking or by reducing the number that is uh, being I know
7: you're smiling now. I mean, yes, I, I, you I know it will affect I, you, you know.
6: I know. Essentially, I am because we are also dealing with a situation of um, high inflation. So you see, in a sense... <laughs> how do you um, balance labor, that? Uh, exactly. Labor, it's really um, in, a, in a precarious position in a sense that as prices are increasing, your real wage, at the end of the day, how much your salary affords you now, it's just about a half of what it used to do, and um, it, it, I, I understand why um, Labor Union would be up in arms in um, trying to um, find out the clear position of government. But the reality is that, yes, I mean, IMF programs have always come with a lot of negative impact on the ordinary Ghanaian the ordinary worker and all that. And for me, my position is that that is what we need to learn important lessons so that periodically we do not
0: find ourselves back here. Away from the IMF, let's settle on some security issues. Now, National Coordinator of the Ghana Boundary Commission, Major General Emmanuel Kotia, is urging Ghanaian and Ivorian residents living in the border community of Grand Bassam in d'Ivoire. To do their part in securing the boundaries of the two countries by reporting violations of the Western Maritime boundary. He spoke during a sensitization program for the residents living close to the Western Maritime boundary. Ghana's Western Maritime boundary with Cordova became prominent after the discovery of oil and the subsequent maritime dispute with the International Tribunal of the Law. All the sea ruled in favor of Ghana in 2017. It said Ghana has not violated Cote d'Ivoire's sovereign rights, but That's oil exploration and the disputed basin. Now, Max Ola-Baba has more from Cote d'Ivoire.
7: The Ghana Boundary Commission regularly organizes awareness programs in border communities to educate residents on their role in helping to secure the boundaries of the country. The Ghanaian and Ivorian residents of Grand Bassam live very close to the maritime boundary. A joint inspection by the Ghana Boundary Commission, the Navy, and other state institutions in April revealed there is no violation of Ghana's Western Maritime Boundary as ruled by Ithlos in 2017. Present at the sensitization program were chiefs, residents, and opinion leaders. Speaking at the event, National Coordinator of the Ghana Boundary Commission, Major General Yimano Okotia said, the residents have a role to play in safeguarding Ghana's western maritime boundary with Cote d'Ivoire. He wants them to report any violations to the Boundary Commission of Ghana or Cote d'Ivoire. We want to use this opportunity to advise you to be very
8: alert so far as our boundaries are concerned make sure that any valuations from any side because you are living at this side you report to, to the National Boundary Commission of Côte d'Ivoire or if you find yourself on the other side you report everything that in maintaining the sanctity of the international boundary line will really protect our various territorial sovereignty. It's also very important for you to understand that there was some small dispute that you are all aware. However, the international tribunal has ruled on the case and both Ghana and d'Ivoire are respecting the decision of the court. What we are now doing is to implement the decision of the Hitler's decision, the Hitler's ruling that was given by the court. And in that case, we and the National Boundary Commission of uh, Cote d'Ivoire, we are working together to manage a number of issues. One, inspection, joint
7: inspection of the maritime boundary so that we see that there are no variations. Mm-hmm. In the, on the line. He says the Ghana Boundary Commission has been discussing various initiatives with its Ivorian counterpart on how the two countries can improve cross-border cooperation.
8: The second thing is that we also will be taking activities to help people leading along the shores of the maritime money so far as cross-border cooperation is concerned. And in doing so, we have we have been meeting over the period to discuss various initiatives in which we can adopt to be able to support cross-boundary cooperation, rules and regulations of the capital that you are, and to also respect the rules that govern crossing of international boundaries so far as both the international maritime boundaries and the land boundaries are concerned. You know, Most of you are involved in fishing. Make sure that you obey the regulations and don't
7: veer into places that you're not supposed to go to so far as the International Maritime Boundary. The chief of the Ghanaian residence in Grant Bassam said he's excited about the sensitization program. He says they will help to safeguard Ghana's western maritime boundary. The program was very helpful. And as you can see, my people are excited about the education we had. We come from Ghana, and it's our civic responsibility," he said.
5: Okay, I'm Robert,
7: uh, Another resident, a fisherman, Robert Ajolulu, said we had heard of the maritime dispute and the itlaw's decision, but did not know they had any role to play in the enforcement of the decision. He says they will report any violations.
0: Maxola proper filed that report. Now, bird experts and enthusiasts are worried about the alarming decline of Ghana's migratory bird population. The loss of wetlands and vital habitats for these birds have been cited as a major contributing factor to this worrisome threat. Now, this came to light during a bird walk event on Global Big Day in Accra. Michael Vashali has more.
9: A pied kingfisher sits comfortably on the branch. It is a captivating bird known for its distinctive black and white plumage and impressive fishing skills. Its distinctive rattling call and graceful flight make it a beloved sight for birdwatchers and nature enthusiasts in Ghana. And so it was for birdwatchers who participated in this year's global big day event.
5: It's not in region, their color, their bill is still yellow yeah. or, or pink, and the, the, the juvenile has a black
9: bill with binoculars in hand. And in the company of ornithologist David Damani, they embarked on an adventure of discovery, unlocking the secrets of Ghana's winged wonders, one feathered marvel at a time.
5: This
3: is the um, northern red, Beach. yeah, this is the fire crown.
9: The yellow crowned bishop is a striking bird, with its vibrant yellow crown and intricate black plumage. In the colorful tapestry of bishop birds, the black-winged red bishop emerges as a fiery masterpiece its ebony wings and crimson plumage painting a vibrant portrait of avian brilliance. Like a vision from an artist's brush, the western reef heron graces the wetlands with its ethereal presence adorned in a cloak of slate-grey plumage that embodies elegance and tranquility. gracefully on the ground, the coloured patinko exudes an air of serenity, embracing its surroundings with a relaxed demeanour that invites admiration for its poise and beauty. The loss of wetlands, the once cherished homes to countless migratory birds, poses a grave concern as these vital habitats diminish, threatening the vibrant melodies and survival of these winged travelers, Joseph Afrifa is with the Ghana Wildlife Society.
5: There are a lot of benefit we get from every species on earth. So, and then and there's that thing we call the food chain and food cycle. So somebody feeds on somebody, somebody feeds on somebody. So the snake feeds on the frog, and um, the frog. Feeds on probably other things, and then that cycle goes on. The birds feed on the snake, somebody feeds on the bird, and that. So if you take one thing out of the equation, that means you've distorted the balance. So um, the numbers going down means that the ecosystem functioning is is being um, tempered with.
9: For participants, their hearts were filled with gratitude.
2: I like this. I mean, I've studied birds a little. I never took the pain to actually look at the details of what the names were, the features. And today I got to learn. So I believe that if I follow through with a monthly bird watching, I'll be a good and an experienced watcher here.
9: From the resplendent colors of the bishops to the majestic flight of kingfishers, bird walking shows the magnificence and fragility of Ghana's feathered inhabitants. And to meet again, happy burden. For join News, Michael Ashali.
0: Uh, The Economic Community of West African States says its long-term vision is to build the sub-region into an economic powerhouse capable of addressing all energy and infrastructural needs for all its citizens. Already, a strategic meeting is underway with the hope of developing key performance indicators that can be measured over the next four years. There's more in the following report.
10: The strategic planning and development assessment workshop brought together officials of the economic community of West African states and other international partners. The five-day assessment workshop is seeking to enable constructive engagement between the strategic planning directorate and other departments as well as directorates of ECOAS, to ensure a common understanding of the 4x4 strategic objectives of the current ECOAS commission management and to develop key performance indicators that can be measured over the next four years. Speaking on the sidelines of the event... Ambassador Baba Ghana Wakil, the resident representative of ECOWAS to Ghana, underscored that strategic planning is crucial to the success of ECOWAS. Which
11: I believe is what is very, very necessary for any organization, any regional organization such as our own, to move to the next level. We are a commodity superpower, and the only thing that is standing on our way to be at par with the Middle East and some countries in, in, in Asia is to get our digital and energy infrastructure on a sound footing because those are the enablers. Once you get those right, then you will be able to get other things right. That is the purpose of our gathering, is to connect the dots. Let everybody be here under one roof to make their contributions. I believe we have experts from all over. Including some consultants and resource persons who are ready to brainstorm on this
10: issue. Deliberations at this year's meeting focused on the mines infrastructure and digital economy.
5: So we are here today with all the directorates. We are focusing on energy, mines, infrastructure, and digital economy to look at the four by four critically and then develop uh, key performance indicators for the four by four, which can be used to measure the performance of this current. Uh, management of the ECOWAS Commission. So we are here to come up with indicators, how we measure it, who and who is it involved, what are the programs and the projects that will lead to the achievement of all the priority actions being identified by the current management. So how would
1: this feed
5: into the issue? Yes, it's, it's, it will feed in time over time because this is, we can say, is a medium term.
10: The regional economic body, ECOWAS says it is hoping to align the common strategic framework and the 4 by 4 strategic objectives and key performance indicators defined during the finalized common strategic framework.
0: Now, danger looms at Kaneshi Bishop 1 and 2 basic schools in the Nkankwe South municipality of the Greater Akra region where live electric wires run through a tree on the compound, exposing pupils to danger. Apart from that, the situation is adversely impacting teaching and learning as parts of the roof of the school structure have been ripped off by the branches of a huge tree. Pupils and residents are thus calling on the Electricity Company of Ghana Municipal Assembly and the Department of Parks and Gardens to immediately intervene. My colleague Carlos Colony has the rest of the story.
12: It's break time here at Kaneshi Bishop 1 and 2 busy schools at Bubuashi in the Okaique South Municipality of the Greater Accra Region. The over 1,000 school pupils have been let loose to play under many trees here, including this one, which has live electrical wires running through its branches, exposing them to possible electrocution. Even though school authorities have cordoned off the place to prevent school kids from getting closer to the tree, Chances of electrocution remains high as the place is still accessible. Here are some of the school children sharing their concerns with Joy News. There's a wire here which is making us
9: afraid of coming to school when it rains. If the rain falls and we see the wire on the trees like that, we become scared.
6: We are afraid that if the rain falls and we tie the tree, it's my shock So we play under the sun. When it rains, some of them does not come to school.
12: Branches of the three have also ripped off part of the roof of the school structure and that of residents nearby. Students here say the situation is adversely impacting on teaching and learning.
13: When it rains, there are some holes in our roofing sheet, so the, the, the rains leak through there. We fish it and some of the drops falls on our head and our boots become sweat. When
9: it rains, it does, it does not really come to
12: the class, but there are some holes in the ceiling that falls. When the rain falls, it passes through. Meanwhile, a resident, Edutium Doku, who shares a wall with the school, says he lives in constant fear as a result.
5: I'm really scared.
7: Sometimes when it rains and it gets so heavily and the tenders just run through, I can touch the wind and then it will electrify me because of the electricity wires running through the trees.
12: Attempts made to speak with the school authorities have not been successful. Meanwhile, students and residential join us. They expect the electricity company of Ghana ECG or the parks and gardens to immediately intervene.
0: We want the ECG to move the electrical wires, wires here so
7: that they put it to another place. I'm looking at two options now. The electricity company of Ghana should come and just redirect the wires because it runs through my, my, my roof. And when you raise civilian and it's fair on the roof, everything is going to be scattered. Or we will go in for parks and gardens to so come and just check the tree. It is too big so that they
5: will trim the tree to the extent that it will not have effect on the children. From
12: Kanishi, Bishop 1 and 2, business schools here in Accra, my name is Carlos Kaloni for Joy News.
0: Now, Joy news gets results as engineers are currently on site working on the 12-unit classroom block at the Zenu Cluster of Schools in the Konkata Municipality of the Greater Co-Region in a bid to fortify the structure for effective academic work. This follows Joy news earlier reportage on the state of the structure that forced hundreds of school pupils to study under trees. My colleague, Carlos Colony, once again visited the site and reports.
12: When we visited the Zeno cluster of schools last week, 8th of May 2023, we saw school children studying under trees. According to pupils and teachers of the school, some strong movement were intermittently felt in the building during lessons. Following a joint news report, the Municipal Director of Education, Harry Evans Arthur, assured his office will move swiftly to fortify the building within a month. A follow-up to the school Thursday, May 18, 2023, revealed that work had started in earnest with contractor excavating the ground floor of all the classrooms. It is the hope of the education directory that works will be completed as scheduled in order to uphold the rights of both pupils and teachers to study in a decent and conducive atmosphere.
4: What is happening at the moment is that the assembly has been able to uh, send engineers to the ground. As I speak to you now, work is in progress. They are working so hard to make sure
12: that work is done in, in, in less than a month so that students can go back uh, and use the classroom. The Kpon Municipal Education Directorate has meanwhile launched the Teacher Prize on its 10th anniversary to celebrate the work of teachers and the achievements of the last decade. Commending the municipality for this initiative, Deputy Director General of the Ghana Education Service, in charge of quality and access, Dr. Kobina Ben Tando, noted that as part of government overall education reform in the country, the GES is introducing reforms for teachers' professional development. It is important
8: to know that quality education, as we are implementing now, is drawn from the Education Strategic Plan of 2018 to 2020. 23rd, there are a number of things including reform of
1: teachers or teacher reforms as we talked about
8: it. I wish to look at how we can ensure that our teachers as well as non-teaching staff continue to have high level of professionalism in the work that we do. We have worked with the Ministry of Education to implement a number of things. Our number one being the 2019 implementation of the Continuous Professional Development Allowance for Teachers to support teachers in their own professional development as they deem necessary and
12: seek The launch also witnessed the unveiling of anniversary cloth. Speaking to Joy News, some teachers believe the move would go a long way to enhance academic performance in the municipality.
4: The overall academic performance, you see, when, when teachers are appreciated, they give off their best. And if one teachers are giving off their best, then definitely the academic performance is also going to be improved. With this,
9: I tell you, you our next resource is going to be different.
4: From Pong catamanso
12: Municipality, my name is Carlos Galoni for Joy News.
0: The Member of Parliament for the Wild Constituency Superintendent Retired Peter Lanchini-Tobo has described as the inhumane and unconducive learning environment that pupils of country primary school in the Wild West District are being subjected to. John News in a report by Georgia Cobna aired on Tuesday, told the challenges that authorities and pupils of country primary school grapple with on a daily basis in their bid to have access to education. Though he's worried about the plight of the pupils, is however parried the blame on government.
11: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack.
4: See why 4 out of 5 employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash post. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash post. ZipRecruiter.com
0: slash post. And their stories... The key part of our job here at Joy News is to make clearer the muffled voices in every part of society. We shine light on the issues. My name is Aisha Ibrahim and this is Joy News. Independent, credible and fearless. Welcome back. Now, one challenge farmers in Ghana face is the lack of scientific data on soil fertility variations within specific local contexts. As a result, the mass application of inorganic fertilizers has not yielded desired outcomes against this background. Tropimbo's Ghana, together with friends of the nation and the Faculty of Renewable Natural Resources at KNUSD, is implementing the EU-funded research for development, an innovation, agriculture, and a learning project in Ghana to address this challenge. Explaining the details of the project, a lecturer at the Faculty of Renewable Natural Resources KNUSD, Professor Watting stated that the project sought to generate scientific data on specific soil nutrient deficiencies within target landscapes to enable farmers to make informed decisions on soil amendments for improving soil fertility and crop yield.
13: This project, uh, which is funded by the EU, is designed to help farmers overcome some of the major hurdles that they face uh, in trying to grow certain crops in the country. And the crops are basically uh, maize, rice, and then um, legumes, uh, either soya bean or cow pea. And the hurdles that we are trying to help them overcome uh, include one, low soil fertility uh, and then uh, also after harvesting, how to um, trash the crops so that they can remove the grains from the uh, residue. Um, and then we also have a situation in which farmers have a lot of complaints but they are unable to make their voices heard by the right authorities, whether these are local authorities or they are national authorities. So we provide a platform uh, where farmers can dialogue alongside other stakeholders in the agricultural value chain to make sure that their concerns are heard by the relevant people, and hopefully uh, through that they can get support or help from whoever has to deal with that particular problem. In in the tropics, soils are generally poor. Because of uh, one in the way which they have been formed, these are very old soils, so they are heavily leached, and nature actually replenishes soil nutrients in the tropics through uh, what we call uh, nutrient uh, recycling. And so, when you look at uh, forests, for instance, they look very nice, big trees growing very fast, but natural fact, their soils are very poor. And they depend on nutrient cycling, efficient nutrient cycling to maintain uh, crop pro, uh, plant productivity. And the same thing translates into farms, because farms are simply man-made ecosystems. So they face similar problems. And once you remove the vegetation, then the fertility declines with time. So any time you harvest from your field, you have actually mined out some nutrients and taking them away So with time the nutrient levels drops uh, to a level where it can no longer the soil can no longer support um, very productive uh, or uh, uh, yeah, high levels of crop production.
0: He says the project that has reached several farmers across Ghana is helping them to focus on the use of organic matter to replenish the nutrient levels of cultivated lands.
13: Um, first, we all fall on Um, chemical fertilizers to supplement what is available in the soil and uh, that is the convention Uh, but we also know that um, you can use uh, some traditional methods which is falling back on organic uh, matter through nutrient cycling to also uh, replenish the soil nutrients. so this project actually is focusing on that second aspect of Uh, falling on nutrient cycling, which is what nature does to replenish soil nutrients, which are removed through cropping. Um, The impact in terms of the number of people that we have been able to reach is quite high. Uh, We are working in five major agricultural districts in the country, and uh, through that we are able to reach a lot of people. In terms of the technology transfer... Um, A lot of farmers have also benefited from what we are doing, um, but the um, next challenge is how to sustain what we've been able to do, and that is why we are here today, that whatever that we are doing, whatever result that we have generated, we should be able to anchor it in the national policy and programs so that they can be um, taken up by even uh, farmers that we are not working with at the moment.
0: The Chief of Army Staff, Major General Thomas O'Pompea, says Ghana's participation in global peace support operations will move to another level. Following the acquisition of a UN certificate by the Army Peace Operations Training School at Bondasi. The school, which has been training since 2021, trains troops from Ghana for peacekeeping operations in Africa and the rest of the globe. Presenting the certificate to the school at a ceremony at Bondasi, the Chief of Army staff said the recognition by the UN will further propel the Ghana Armed Forces in contributing to global peace and the defense of the entire sub region. Join Users Parker Shandoff was at the event and has this report.
7: Since its establishment in June 2021, the Army Peace Operations Training School of the Ghana Armed Forces at Bondase has been instrumental in churning out troops for peace support operations in countries like South Sudan, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, Mali and Liberia. However, the absence of a certificate from the UN meant that the school was not yet up to international standards. This hurdle has now been removed following the school's acquisition of the much-needed UN training certificate to upgrade its status. Presenting the certificates to the school, the chief of the army staff, Major Thomas Oponpepra, was full of gratitude for the feats chalked by the school.
14: When you have showers... In the morning, before a function like this, then it tells you that, indeed, these are showers of blessing. We are gathered here today to witness another shocked milestone by the Ghana Army. The Ghana Army, in its efforts towards ensuring effective participation in peace support operations,
7: led to the establishment of the Army Peace Operations Training School. As the brain behind the establishment of the school, he further expressed optimism about the future prospects of the training facility.
14: The UN Training Recognition Certificate automatically upgrades the standard of Army Peace Operations Training School internationally. A further affirms that APOC, as is shortly called, Training content is comparable to any other UN accredited institution worldwide. This makes APOS the first of its kind in the West African region. Furthermore, APOS has become the enviable institution that will soon commence training partnership with sister countries in the region. It will additionally conduct
7: short-duration tactical courses in the areas of peace support operations. On his part, the commander of the school, Colonel C.K. Dingane, added that apart from the training of military troops, the school is also opened to
4: equipping interested persons in the dynamics of peacekeeping. We have already developed a number of short courses, two weeks, three weeks courses, military observer courses, uh, staff officers courses, peacekeeping intelligence courses, uh, training on UAVs, And then many other courses that we have already established, getting to about six or seven courses that we have developed. And then courses that we are also training with our partners, with the Americans who are also coming in, with the British, with the Canadians, with other peace-loving countries that want to enhance peacekeeping in the international arena. So it has exposed that to these other partners, that they have confidence that this institution is not just a localized one. It is something that is international, that they could run similar, the same courses that we will be doing in, maybe in Germany or in the UK or in the US, can do the same courses in Ghana. And the certificate that will be presented to the participant will have the same uh, level of recognition anywhere anyone finds himself.
7: He also highlighted some challenges facing the school.
4: For every new institution, there will be basic challenges, especially certain areas that you need to have them. You eventually have them, but immediately you will not have everything in place. So first, we have to look at the infrastructure, which maybe we might not have enough as is expected. But once it is being taken place, the buildings and the, all those things are taking place, you don't call it too much a challenge because it's an issue that could be solved in the near future. Then we are also looking at the number of personnel that should be available to conduct the training. As time goes on, those people will be posted in to ensure that we get the number of personnel. The ceremony also saw the commissioning of three new projects at
7: the school in Bundase. The projects included the Bundase spring water production site, a facility for producing water for the school. A regimental aid post, which is to serve as a clinical facility for the school, as well as a social centre. The chief of the army staff also held a deba with personnel from the Ghana Armed Forces amidst a parade and armed drills during the event. From Bundase, Pakwesi for Joy News.
0: Chief Executive Officer of the Northern Development Authority, Lawyer Sule Sambian, has stated that despite challenges faced by the government, it is delivering on its promises to the people. Using the NDA to his case, he said 78 projects have been initiated and awarded to contractors, 29 of which have been completed. Lawyer Sambian made the statement during a tour of operational areas where he commissioned some projects funded by the NDA have been completed. My SMB made the statement during a tour of operational areas where he commissioned some projects funded by the N-